You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. I am your host, areyouscreening.com's own Mark Eastman, and with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And this week, uh, it's fast week. Fast. Uh, and I mentioned previously that I was going to kind of talk about other stuff. Um, That's right. Some shows and stuff. And to a certain extent, I lied. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's to a certain not, extent that's not necessarily going to happen i i am going to talk about a couple of things um and then i i'm going to just run real quick through uh some uh what movies are coming out because we were talking about you know it seems like not that long ago we were talking yeah. about how there's nothing coming yeah for, for a while right and we had like a bit of a lull of, of big yeah. serious things right yeah depending on your take on how big and serious things are, you know, whatever. Um, but coming up, we've got little mermaid is next week. So depending on if you think that's a big deal or or don't, um, but, and then, you know, we've got like week to week, there's uh Spider-Man there's transformers. And then there's uh, Asteroid City, which yeah. I could not be more interested in seeing. Wes Anderson's uh, new film. Yeah. Yeah. It It's really funny because uh, that whole AI Wes Anderson Star Wars yeah. trailer or whatever right. is like going around. And then here comes the trailer for his actual right. movie that's coming out. And you're like, hmm. Yeah. See, oh. but, yeah. You know, that thing is so weird because I... Uh, uh, if you haven't seen it, you know, Google that and go see it real quick. Right. But the, this uh, AI trailer for if Wes Anderson had made Star Wars or right. something like that, and it's got, you know, cast and it's got his weird spin on what right. stuff would look like. And everyone's like, look how stupid AI is. Like, it just throws this crap together. And I'm like, I would watch, I'll watch that tonight. That I will watch that tonight. <laughs> if somebody makes that for me, I will watch that right now. I know. I'm like, it's like people were shut up trying to bash yeah. AI. I'm and like, I'm like, you don't really, you don't know what you're, you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> you're on the wrong side of this. Yeah. Oh yeah. Watching that like crazy. Anyway, Hell yeah. Asteroid city. And that is, that gets us to like the 13th. And then, uh, right after that on the 16th actually is, uh, both the Flash and Elemental, the new Pixar. Movie. Oh yeah, right. So, so there's a lot of stuff coming. Man. People are are gonna want to. I don't know if anything's coming that's you know gonna be the right. next biggest box office in the universe, but right. there's a lot of stuff people are going to that's coming out. I, I'm more curious about the Flash as we get closer to it, partially because hey, okay, so Tom Cruise saw it and said, you know. Congratulations, standing ovation. This is amazing. Okay. I don't know. Maybe. Right. Because I, you know, I'm looking forward to the new Mission Impossible film more than anything, I think, this year. But that's an interesting, that's an interesting perspective. And how the hell he just got a screening for it anyway. I mean, I'm sure he sent somebody a message and was like, Hey, I want to see the flash. And right. they're like, Okay, we'll do it. Uh, 
then you know Stephen King and and there were others that had like a a preview of it and they're like this that's freaking great and I'm like you know sometimes with no knock against anybody if you're admittedly not a comic book fan like King said like I don't like comic book movies and I love this and I'm like that doesn't mean I'm on board with this because the reason you don't like other comic book films and I do might be the reason I hate this right the trailer that I saw looks so fun and playful in a way that people who are burnt out on the multiverse with the MCU films, like this is sort of multiverse thing. It's got, you know, Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck's Batman. Like it's weird to think that DC has been doing movies wrong all this time. What if they just nailed this one? What if they nailed the multiverse in a way that everybody else has been fumbling with? And what does that mean for Ezra Miller, who's really complicated as a human being and has a lot of issues, but man, he's awesome in a role. He's awesome in a role. Yeah. Like, you know, it's almost like what happened. I mean, I know this is not totally apt, but what if Crispin Glover was like just in all kinds of great films and was still crazy, right. allegedly, um, but like had the crazy talent to back it up? Is that what we have with, with Ezra Miller? Like, it's so gay to think about everything. Since you're going to randomly bring up Crispin, right? The, Crispin he comes up actually really good and stuff. Have he is really good at things. Yes. Like, I've seen he's like always good. He is like, he's, oddly enough, dude, everywhere he has gotten half a chance in a movie, yeah. I've been like, what the heck? Look at him. He's so. And then it just turns out that he's insane. Right. This is, this is the sort of similarity, which is Ezra Miller seems to be, Ezra Miller, excuse me, seems to be a very talented actor, but seems to be very troubled about a lot of stuff when he's off the set. And I don't know, maybe I guess you could argue allegedly that's the Scientology aspect of other people like Tom Cruise, supposedly, but Spin Glover is a talented, 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 talented actor. Yeah, it's really but weird. When you, uh, and I don't, is he doing the Andy Kaufman thing? Like when I see him right. on like Letterman and I'm like, he's going to bite your face off. Right. Like he is so wildly unpredictable and crazy right now. But is that the act? I don't even know. Like, and it's, it's amazing. Right. But he is awesome. I will give you that. Uh, all right. So anyway, so those are uh, what's coming up. But the uh, two I'm going to, I was going to talk about like real. Quickly, yeah, I derailed you there with my flash. Go super into it is uh, the two shows are oh, yeah. uh, the silo and the Citadel yeah. uh, that I was going to talk about the Citadel, uh, which I think oddly has been getting a lot of attention for how much it cost. Which oh yeah, I don't get how much it costs. Where, <laughs> I mean, there's all that cash going. Unless something on the back end of the series yeah. it involves a lot of other stuff, right? Like I don't know why this costs so much. Right? Like, who's uh, anyway? Um, it is it is really really a donkey show. <laughs> it is so. What's wrong? And the thing is, the first episode is yeah. actually really cool. The first episode um, is a little odd in parts maybe yeah but it it was cool okay and it's it's all about these spies um you know they lose their memory yeah uh and you've got uh you've got basically the the main guy and girl right they are kind of you know going at each other in the first episode there's a big thing with a train explosion and all this right and 
and basically he loses his memory and for eight years goes about wow. some other life. Okay. Right. And, and she does too. Yeah. Right. He, uh, gets sort of found and has like a little bit of his memory, like restored, but not completely whatever. Sure. Then he goes and finds her and, and she kind of gets all her memories back, you know, whatever. And okay. then there's this whole, like, we see a lot of flashbacks of before this accident happened and who they were because they're uh-huh. these super spies. And then, uh, you know, like almost every secret organization of spy movies, there is some little group of the secret organization oh, sure. decides to turn bad. Right. And, yeah. Hydra. And, and, and there uh, go. Here yeah, they go. And hilarity ensues. Right. By the time you get a few episodes in, though, I mean, this thing is like a telenovela. Oh, it's, man. It's just That's like bonkers drama. And, and the the bad guys who are all evil and, you know, some there's like a brother group of a couple of bad guy spies. Yeah. Or, I mean, it's just, it's like, it's like the weirdest, worst James Bond thing. It's like, you know, we were talking about comic book movies and uh, how they go wrong. And it's like, but maybe, you know, I like comic book movies. And so, you know, whatever it's, it's kind of like uh, the weird, you know, things that people who don't like bond movies right throw out about bond movies like right. if you had somebody who hated bond movies but then got you know 10 million dollars to make right. a bond movie, right right yeah and what they would do with it and go you know here's the dumb crap you like because you like bond right. movies, and so now we'll make this right it's so weird yeah. and it just it spins like weirdly off the rails it's almost like uh we sucked you in, and then at a certain point, they didn't know what else to do, and they were like, "Well, you know, people really like that Lost show, oh, right?" God, and you know man. what? You know what people liked about Lost yeah. was that nothing made a bit of sense, right? And we just kept throwing in stupid crap everywhere. Yeah, and it's so it's so weird. It but it it goes maybe like the second or the third episode, and it's like still kind of passable. Yep, and then after that, it just like jumps off a cliff it that sucks like, oh screw it's like they forget the assignment and just yeah i i don't know um and then the other one is the silo right which that one's apple i want yeah. to say yeah um that show actually and it's based on a book is, I, I think it's just one book I but so. i don't know that for sure it I might be either. like a series um and i don't know anything about the book or have any experience with the book yeah. or anything like that it's actually really cool, but it keeps teetering on the edge of, I'm like, this is about to get really stupid. Like they're about yeah. to, like, it's all secrets. And, uh, it's about people live in this giant underground silo yeah. and have for hundreds of years and who knows what's up with the outside, right? whatever. But like people don't even know. Right. They yeah. don't know why they're here. They don't know what happened. Right. right. And there's some part of the story where something like 150 years ago, there was some kind of like revolt and like 
all of the history things they had yeah. were all destroyed. Right. Right. And we don't even know if that's actually true or if that's what, you know, like the powers that be are telling people or, yeah. I mean, God knows what's going on in the show because it's, you know, whatever, <laughs> but we don't know why we're here. We don't know anything about the silo or when it was built or yeah. what the before times were, or if the outside is even really destroyed, there's a lot of question yeah, there. Right. Right. So it's all, you know, it's all very weird, but it's very like, you know, we're living in like a fallout vault right yeah right. or something and uh and vault tech is like screwing with everyone, right, right right but uh but it's it's really cool and we're like you know learning about secrets and mysteries and and all this stuff yeah but it it it's scary right watching it because it just seems like at any moment what we're actually going to do is have like a really dumb decision about what the answers are. Right. And right. it hasn't really yet gotten to a point like that, but it's a little nerve wracking to right. watch the show and go, this is pretty good. I like these characters. Yeah. Right. It's they're They're doing a good job of this whole, what is this life like? Right. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's like at some point you go, you know, down far enough in the silo. Well, that's where the mechanical people work <laughs> on keeping everything running. Right. And we look down on them because we're way up here. Yeah. Right. And it's also kind of interesting uh, that there, there, it's basically like one gigantic spiral staircase. Right. And everyone lives on the outside. On the rings. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's just literally stairs. Right. So when you go down to mechanical, right, that is like a several day trip. Like you're right. going downstairs right. for yeah. like days yeah, that's getting all the way down there. And that's actually kind of a interesting spin, right? Like it's, you're, you're in this one thing. I like that idea. But it's, it's a journey. It's a thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, they don't run into each other on a daily basis. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know, so, right. but it is. Still, it's like level by level by level, right? Like yeah. you're incrementally closer right. to way down mm. there. So, you know, there's lots of interesting stuff. It's it, it's a good show so far. Yeah. And there's a whole thing of the sheriff and the mayor and the, you know, right. Something is it people are getting too close to some information. Right. And of you know, whatever. So, of course. Anyway, that's a good one. Um and that's really it uh, that I was going to talk about for TV shows. Um, and, you know, we'll just move on to. Sure, we'll try this. Uh, yeah, so Fast X, and I'm not going to talk about anything leading up to Fast X, right? You've either seen all the other movies or you <laughs> haven't. You either know sure. what's going on yeah. or you don't. I guess there's some that might dip in and out. You know, you don't have to have seen all of them, but. You've probably seen enough that you're you're familiar, right? If you haven't seen any of them, I don't know why you're watching this. This is not the one to start. Yeah, yeah, no, no, don't. Um. Anyway, so we know the story going in, and uh, I'm not gonna, like I said, overly explain it. Basically, uh, what we get in the beginning is a flashback to ten years ago. Oh yeah, when uh, the you know the fast crew uh, stole money from this criminal and he ended up dead and his son jason momoa 
was like there, but like escaped and right. yada yada. And now it's 10 years later and he's like come for his revenge. Yeah. And now whatever he, he does some stuff to get them in trouble with the good guys. So now they have to be on the run and whatever. Right. <laughs> and, and he's, He's going to oh no uh, he's going to exact his revenge and play this out and all that. Uh so that's the movie. And before we get into uh uh anything too much, we gotta throw out our ratings. Right. I, I give this one a zero oh, and man, only I because thought you liked it more uh, than there that. is no lower number. Yeah. That might is that I think that's the first this, zero of the year for you. This is uh it, it's kind of funny because uh in thinking about this movie, I was thinking about how we just did our list and everything. Yeah. And we had some movies uh, over the last couple of years, actually, where fairly early in the year, we would see something and go, if this isn't number one, right? if this isn't my favorite this movie is, of the this, year, yeah. it's going to be because something really awesome happened, right? Yeah. If this isn't the worst movie of the year. Can you imagine seeing more? To, I cannot imagine this not being my worst movie if this was up to be first movie of like the decade at least for me that's hard Uh, that's hard hard there is uh, there are the only positive thing that happened and i i told you this right after we saw it the only positive thing in this entire movie was a few minutes that john cena was in where yeah right for a brief like minute here and there yeah you felt like you were actually watching a movie yeah yeah, now that, that was it for me. Everything else in this movie was absolute torture. <laughs> I remember when the film was about to start, I leaned over and I had all these dumb ideas and I didn't have time to all throw them out at you. But I was like, would it have been good marketing or bad marketing if all the theater seats had seat belts? And you just rolled your eyes wisely because that was <laughs> that was the mood I was in. I thought I was in the right mood. To take this film. Okay. And thinking back on it also like so it's fast x but man what a dumb thing so this is sort of a visual thing on an audible meaning uh it should have been fast 10 and obviously that's assassin you know so it should have been fast 10 up you know and it should and then it would have been fancy color graphics on the 10 and it would have been fasten up you know something like that anyway Oh god! Yeah, I have oh god! Theories of how the marketing should have gone. You, uh, you, you. Not to take your line, but I don't know that you'll say it, so I'll prompt you with it. I think you nailed it when we walked out. You looked at me and you said, "This is like trying to rate a wrestling match, you know, and not a collegiate one, but like a WrestleMania match." And I thought that's that's pretty perfect. That's pretty perfect because you're gonna be like, "Ah, Cena shouldn't have taken seven chair shots." And what I mean is, he could take six. Seven is too many, and I can't believe that Jimmy Snuka came out and jumped off the top rope. He's supposed to be dead, no, and and Roddy Piper's ghost baptized the Undertaker. You know, you just okay. So I will give it my rating of one. So together, how did you do? I I got a one, and I'm going to tell you how I got a one. That's good. That could be I a got, whole show. I got a one, okay, and you got a zero. So together we're ten, right? Like that's one, sure. you know. Thinking about it, I realized that this film makes me look stupid because I disliked it enough to rail on it hard enough 
to have someone like do that mean girl's line of like, why are you so obsessed with me? Mm. Like it makes me look dumb now because I care enough about pointing out why it's so stupid to the point where I look dumb doing it. Right. Okay. So there I am. So there I am. Cross you have the bear. I genuinely think that um I genuinely think that there's a big part of this film that Jason Momoa makes or breaks for people. For me it broke. I I, I think people and I've seen some reviews that are like he's great, what he's doing is amazing and it really invigorates the film. And I disagree with that almost 100%. Yeah. And and again, coming at this from not the turn off your brain and just enjoy action popcorn in your face kind of film. It's, it's really decidedly trying to portray itself as a better film than it's giving you. I really do think that this is sort of self-important filmmaking that they think they're making. Yeah. It, it doesn't feel like there's a part of the film where I'm watching it and I'm like, all the other films that led up to this, and I'm including the ninth film where they go to space and like a Pontiac Firebird. Okay. Okay. So here we are. Now you've got now you've got Harold and Kumar riding a tiger. Okay, or a leopard, and I believe that because that's the dumb movie. But if we're gonna go to space and a Pontiac Firebird, all right. Now I'm Peach and Chong can invade the Pentagon. Right. I get that. Then you don't get to turn around and legitimately say, like, our films should be contenders for Oscars. Right. This is a very serious thing happening. What Momoa is doing, and I, and I thought about it in the film, and it's weird that I finally, after I realized what I wanted to sort of start saying, um, and again, none of this is really prepared. We just banter with each other for the most part. I thought he's doing a real weak version of Heath Ledger's Joker and Jack Sparrow. You know, he's, right. he's so right. weirdly flamboyant and then deadly sinister and then weirdly flamboyant. And there's only one scene where he stays one attitude the whole way through, but it's almost like he's embodying the actual sort of essence of the fast films now, not, not before where it's just sort of like over the top ridiculous and trying to be like paper exciting. It, there are a couple scenes in the film where I think he actually pulls it off. I think he he does well. There are a lot of scenes where somebody just needs to be like, "Look, I get you, and as an artist, what you're doing, but you're not in the same movie we're in." And you, if we establish that you, I don't this know character, how anyone could come up with saying that in this movie. This if you're Dante Ray's the character who's the son of this guy they they killed in the fifth film, and you've been waiting for your revenge, where have you been? Like you don't, you wouldn't have waited this long. We'll go back and forth about a bunch of stuff, I guess. And I want to want to kick it back over to you. One of the things that I know you hated about, um, Guyfall was Javier Bardem's like super intelligent guy who planned to get captured so he could plan to get released, who could plan to, like he knew everything. He's omnipotent. Right. It's not just that Jason Momoa's character is sort of omnipotent because in this, he leaves clues so that they can get caught, so that he can get in trouble, so he can escape, so he can taunt them because he knew what they would do. What? And then Rita Moreno was in this. Yeah. I and mean, then like, there's so many confusing things that it, it genuinely, and I said this to you when we left, I genuinely feel like I have just seen, though it's not authentic, very first 
AI-based film. Right. I genuinely think someone took all the screenplays in a Word document and dumped it into chat GPT and said, I'm up with a 10th film. So it knows the characters. It knows what they're supposed to say. Toretto says family a bunch and everyone else is family this. And I also think that you, we are going to live long enough to see AI replicated films with actors who are not in them. Like, I think you're going to see a film where you're like, I want to fan fiction, the next Fast and the Furious film. And this is all the stuff that's going to happen. And it wasn't believable because it's never been believable. But here we go. This is technically that film, though it is technically not that film. Right. So I think uh, I got a know, laundry list, but I want to hear from you too. With Jason Momoa's character, I think the thing, is, first of all, his character is stupid, but his character is like every villain. Yeah. And it's horrible but you we see this part where he falls into the ocean right so that we can have that shot that one and he might as well have fallen into a bad acid and turned into into the joker because when he comes back when we see him now like he's just literally insane right he did like there is no character there to and i i swear to god it's like every movie i have to say this now Yeah, villains are not just insane people, right. and if they are, they're not that interesting at all. Yep. Even the Joker, yeah, is insane. Right, right, right. Actually, is is not the same kind of insane right. as all the villains that we're seeing recently. Right, where people there, there is no like kind of relating to their theories or yeah. motivations or whatever and it's like whatever they do we can write into the script because people will go why would they do that well right. they're insane they're insane so it doesn't right. matter right? right like everything that he does but also like you said he's he's not only omnipotent he's a different kind of magical omnipotent right, right? he's a genie where, where uh yeah. there are there are plans that happen right um that rely on like uh okay the truck broke in this certain way i knew he was gonna like shoot the cable right and i've planned for that or whatever i knew this guy was gonna run out of bullets at exactly this point so that he would whatever and like on down the line where there's like 50 totally random things that happen yeah that that result in something being and he goes aha <laughs> and yeah. then on top of that all his plans also have to depend on people making the dumbest decisions right and i guess what is what's the story there i know that he's that stupid and right. he would do that right. and therefore boom i have my plan like yeah this guy's you know Cave with the red strings between pictures right. that right. is like an infinity chamber. Yeah, you right? can't see like, anything anymore. It's all red strings. Right. And yet some and even the very end of the movie, which yeah. if you're gonna have a fault or something that takes away stars that you might have had, the right. fact that the movie has no ending on it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. There is no ending, not even an ending like you know like it to be continued crashed on right Right. like it doesn't even actually have a stopping point except based on the technicality that it does stop (laughs) running at some point right it's right it's like almost random yeah but even at the very end 
there's all this stuff that happens that there is no way that any, you know, the guy's thing jams on his car. So the kid climbs on right. the back of the car. Well, I, he had to know that was going to happen. Right. And then he like jumps to the other side of the bridge. Right. Well, I had to know that that because yeah. I've got guys coming that Maybe. way. I know I knew he was going to be there yeah. all to get us to the end where he's going to have these trucks explode okay. the car that he magically escapes from. Right. Well, I had to know that he was going to do that too, because I've already right. rigged the dam. Right. Right. All of it is just so insanely donkey that it's just calling you stupid. Like there is, yeah. there's no room for anything else to be the theory Yeah, of this you know, magical Rube Goldberg. It is, it is especially like to stop the, the metal ball bomb in the Vatican. Right. You know, when, when you're at your wits end and the countdown is happening and you're like, okay, I'm going to nuzz off this bridge and still somehow take flight to hit crane at exactly the right angle to hit ball. I mean, okay. And like, everything that happens in that whole ball rolling scene. Yeah. First of all, a one of the things that really irritated me about watching the movie was there was so much of it that like could have been okay. Yeah. And yeah. yet but they do everything over and over for like 10 minutes and like the laws of physics right it did you know not right be involved in any way right like that thing weighs like a thousand tons because that's the only way it right. can move that long right on like it's rolling all this shit would stop it right yeah right? at some point hey. but also if i nudge it with my car a little bit right. then i'll save the day because right. it weighs like a ton right like we yeah. have to have all things yeah. and then also he can just jump off hit the crane sure. yeah and you know well you know i'll just eyeball it Right. I'll just wing this. On the fly. Even though, like, six years ago, I was making sandwiches in my deli. You know, that's... Okay, so, in a weird way, I don't think you can talk about the film without talking about all the films, you know, on some extent. And to go from, like, the sandwich-making garage guys who were sort of caught up in a DVD fencing ring into street right, right. racing into... I mean, what do we, we, you've got like stealing cryptocurrency hacking, submarine stealing, uh, literally moonshotting, you know, uh, invulnerability stories. You know, that's, that's a hell of a leap of stuff. The, the Vatican City had a throwaway moment that's one of my favorite of the film, made the mistake of even showing me because it made me regret how they don't do more of it. When Letty is on the bike and the lamp falls and she has to skip over it. Um, it's, it's in the trailer too. She like, she rides her front wheel to get to the side of it. And then she just hops yeah, yeah. over it. And I'm like, that's great. Right. Do that, more of that's that. That's a cool stunt. That's like, that's when the fast and the furious is like working when it's all of this. And maybe that's why Momoa's character took 10 years to enact his revenge. Cause he's like, well, backup plan 485 million, you know, cause he had to figure out every right. contingency. Um, you know, there's a moment there. I definitely think that the argument could be made that, that you know, I just think that 
Diesel is just sort of like watching the Mission Impossible films and going, see them exploding a bunch of things, and there's a lot of dominoes falling. Pareto could do that. So I can do good, that. Right. And I'm going to do that without knowing how to set it up and build it up. You know, talking about stupid, I mean, it's it's John Cena and the little kid, Brian, uh, named after Paul Walker's character, uh, Brian O'Connell. Uh, they're on a plane and they're in trouble. So he takes like a handful of little vodkas, little uh, oh, Smirnoff yeah. ice. He's got like three. Goes into, the, goes into the belly of the plane and opens up this like plane kayak right. that he's carried around. And I, okay, so John Cena can probably carry a Yugo. Okay, so he's probably carrying this plane around and he fuels it up like, like, you know, back to the future style with banana peels and Smirnoff and opens up the bomb door flies out of this commercial plane right bomb door right and i and i just at that point i stopped and i reset and i went this movie is not only calling you stupid but it accepts that you're stupid and then encourages you to wedgie yourself right. like that's how dumb this film is getting and so the one star that i gave it came from a sprinkling of little moments like what a weird film that you know you've got like okay so you got a heist film i mean they retcon the hell out of things you got a you got a heist film you got a sort of buddy buddy cop film with an adult and a child you've got a cryptocurrency noir like there's all kinds of things happening at the same time run through the algorithm of a days of our lives episode right people who are dead show up who were on your side and this is like the wrestlemania thing people that start the tag team match with you like halfway through right. they rip ah, off their jersey and now they're on the other team and they hit you with the chair and now there's a double dupe thing to somebody watched the usual suspects and think it's cool to pull cross somebody right. i mean it, it, it's just it's so weird how a film that actually had some state originally you know, like some characters in the first film, they die. Right. You know, one of one of the uh, the guy who should have been the MIT Jesse, he gets done down. You know, that's what makes Vin get. Uh, that's what makes Toretto get all mad and fire up the crazy car that you know his dad had been working on. Who were real stakes. I've been watching this film is is so much explosions, so much hilarity of science, so many things where you don't have anything at value. Because everybody is invulnerable, omnipotent, and just like they're they're insane with whatever they want. If you were, if this is a role playing game and you need to roll a hundred every time, you roll right. And and if you're the dungeon master at that point, you're like, well, with this, like I I want new dice, right. you know? Yeah, it's really funny the the level of spin involved in like the creating of the of the movie. Um, and first of all, before I forget, I just have to say the dialogue, all, all oh the God. dialogue by everyone in this movie yeah. is like by, for, and about people who have never talked to other people before. It's like, they it's have, the eye, I'm they you. have read certain yeah. books where people have talked to each other right. and, and that's it. Right. There, there are no actual people yeah. having any conversations yeah. at any point in this movie. The way Toretto talks to his kid, the way right. he talks to other at the beginning when they're all kind of hanging out and they're yeah. talking about this mission they're going to go on, it's all so donkey that like they can't even have just uh, 
conversations that have nothing to do with the plot or whatever right. like you know just hey how's it going or yeah. you know whatever they like they yeah. can't talk like nor normal people would not talk like that right then you've got uh you know mix into things right like you were talking about the little plane thing it's such a weird spin on having stuff like he has to go uh he has to go we're too high to glide right so <laughs> like he has to say he said it he has to say we're too high to glide right yeah as though there's some limitations of physics right going on right he has to sell you on that yeah. so that this plane has to have thrust. Right? Yeah. And and then he and then it's like, okay, see how we're like based in science now? Yeah. Now I'm gonna throw three little bottles of vodka into this thing. And after we after we drop out of the plane, which magically has Bombay doors Bomb to allow that. that. Yeah, because it's a commercial flight. Then like the jet engines fire <laughs> up on this thing. Really? Because you have three little bottles of vodka? Right. Like that's that's it. That's all the fuel the thing has. That's it. And then not only that, but there's like five seconds of that. Yeah. We never see the plane again. Never. We don't see him Nothing. land. We Nothing. don't see what happens. We know. Yeah. He's been building, he's been driving this car with that thing yeah. on the back of it for hundreds of miles. Yeah. And we have all of that come to I mean, then we just abandon that. We have this one <laughs> shot of the thing, the thing flying, flying off. Yeah. At that point, what did you even need to sell me on? We're too high to glide for. Oh, we took a car was... into space. Right. Let it glide. Let it do what it. Does it make right? It's so, it's so donkey the way that all comes together, and all of the magic and all of the calculating how everything works. Yeah. Is also dependent, right? Yeah. On the like 40 different times during this movie, yeah, that no one just shot Jason Momoa, <laughs> yeah. Like, as soon as you see him, they go to this like car race, thing, yeah, right, right. There's a bunch of people with guns. Well, okay, look, we'll settle it with we'll have a race and everything, right? And yet, at no point then does anyone just shoot him, right? Right, or when he first gets out, like, I'm like, if there's any kind of reality right. at all to this yeah there are dozens and dozens of points in this movie you know they're they're on the bridge and uh and the yeah. girl shows up out of nowhere and starts plugging people right and then goes okay now i'm gonna stop and you can talk for a while right but no one just shoots him while he's couple times there. in the legs just he every, everything yeah. that every time he appears in this movie yeah you got to explain to me somehow why he doesn't just get shot. Right. And the movie has no interest in it. It's yeah. like, but, but now we're about to have a car race and there's bombs and things will explode right. and whatever. All of this on and on. Every, who, what about Toretto's character? Yeah. Convinces me over these nine movies. Right. That, hey, look, there he is. Boom. Right. Right. Like, why? Why wouldn't? Why it's hard enough killing him. It's hard enough to. No, I agree. It's hard enough to not even believe that he wouldn't. Uh, so you know, this doesn't ruin anything because the first three minutes of the film, you realize that Charlize Theron's character, who's been the you know bad person for the last two films, shows up at Dom's door. Right. You know, and he's like doing his, you know, best. I am brute, kind of like growling, and he's he's his own lips to keep the theory inside and he's flexing and the cords in his okay, I get it you know you're you're a big guy you know 
it doesn't matter. You don't flex. You don't hear a word this person says. You just reach out and you break their neck. Right. You know, that's it. And then the he movie goes in a different way. Right? Right? And there's no reason not to, even the curiosity of why did she show up? Because at that point, I'm like, I don't care. Right. It's a billion houses in the world. And maybe this is coincidence. Right. And I'm not going to find out. No. Uh, and all they had to do, and all of it is so stupid, because uh, the scene is... That part of the movie is so dependent on him getting to flex his muscles, yeah. and like punch the wall right near her yep. and all that. Yeah. That we're like, well, I want that. And so yeah. if nothing else makes sense, it doesn't matter. Because all you had to do is have her like FaceTime him. Right. Give and, him a tell, call. and tell her story. Right. And then he can't kill her instantly. Right. right? right. And he has to listen to her. Yeah. And the, the thing. But it doesn't matter because I want to see this part where he's struggling right. to not kill her and flexes muscles and it doesn't matter if it makes sense. Then she tells the story about how Jason Momoa walks into the room. Oh, yeah, the control room. And nobody just instantly killed him. Right. right. But he gets the chance to like threaten them and all yeah. you know, this nonsense when he just would have been dead right. instantly, right? right? Who are these people you're hiring not to good be henchmen. your guards <laughs> in the first place? These mercenaries suck. If they ask a bunch of questions yeah. and shoot later, like and the guy is like right there. He's pulling things out of pockets. Right. Like, I'm like, you can find me, but right. if you reach for something, I'm just going to shoot you. Yes, that's what I'm here. I feel like every bad scene. Every, every and even though that scene is incredibly numb, like I, I sort of like I have to admit, partially liked when he. So there's a room full of like ten guards. Realizes they all have a kid at the same age, kidnaps them all, and he's right. blackmailing them. And now they all are against Charlize. Okay, that's some days of our lives bullshit. But fine. There's one person in the room who doesn't have a kid, so he just stabs him in the throat, and he's like, "You didn't have anybody, you know." And I'm actually like, that's. Funny, like I kind of like that, right? But I feel like the majority of most of the scenes that have a problem could have been fixed with something that would have placated me. Won't think it's genius, but the Katamari ball that just keeps rolling towards Vatican City. If Momoa, because he's on bridges and in all these other places with all these remote controls, if he had just been like, All right, I know last film you guys used magnets to deflect bullets and move cars around during your big chase. So I put a bunch of magnets in this and they're in a centrifugal machine that keeps it just bullshit me to have a reason why the ball keeps going. At least have some bullshit. Just something, just something dumb. You don't have to explain midichlorians, but you got to pretend that there's something the force. Right. I would have taken that whole scene. But again, Dom spends 12 minutes in broad daylight with his crew ramming cars into this thing to slow it down. Yet all the authorities are like, shoot on sight. I'm like, you are a bad AI dumb robot. Like, you just don't understand. There's tons of things that happen throughout the film that are peppered all over the place that I feel like with just a dumb effort, I would have glided over. Any any thought behind it to explain Oh, my God. You you know, (laughs) um, all that aside, all that aside. And there's still plenty of problems that we haven't even talked about yet. I was going to tell you that there was, I don't know. I think you told me like you haven't seen the films and except the last time we saw the films. 
And I made the mistake of going out and rewatching the ninth film. Right. Because I was like, I don't, I don't, what if I forget something weird? What if somebody shows up and I'm like, are they really in anything? It wouldn't have mattered. Okay. So let me just clear anybody of that idea. One of the bravest moments in the entire franchise is clipped away in the ninth film. And it's like 15 seconds that they pick up and put down. And I think it was a big mistake. Um, even though it's astoundingly stupid, Tyrese Gibson's character, uh, Roman, is complaining to everybody, complaining to Ludacris, complaining to all these people. He's like, look at my jacket. I got bullet holes all through this, but why am I still here? And he keeps talking about like, how are we still doing this? How is it possible? Like we shouldn't be alive. And he hints between the lines in just a couple seconds that when they're all together, they're somehow invulnerable. Right. And I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. For whatever reason, I don't know what it is. This is something. This is an this is an interesting idea because it sets up a very interesting story where if you're going to hurt the crew, you just have to separate them. And if they're too close together, they actually are sort of weirdly invulnerable. Right. What is it about that? And I don't know what celestial like blessing that is that you have to convince some leprechaun curse them with something. But it was an interesting idea that isn't just high octane Nas jumping fire family guns. Right. And and I remember, I, I didn't remember it until I rewatched the ninth film just a couple nights ago, and I got goosebumps. And I went, "Ooh, this is freaking great!" Doesn't matter. But they it doesn't. Do they, they don't understand like anything. And again, in this film, there's characters talking about, you know, isn't isn't uh, Ames, who's the you know, there's only two people in this film that don't show up again. Paul Walker, because he has literally died years ago doesn't show up and thank god they don't do cgi bullcrap again at least they respect that amount of of off limits and kurt russell uh is his super agent his leader of the agency which is literally the agency his, his name's like mr nobody right? right like that's it he doesn't show up um but there's a new uh leader of the agency and it's Ames and it's the guy um Alan Richardson who's been playing Jack Reacher on right. the, in the and he's great. I like that guy. I like watching him do stuff. But he says something so early on too when he's trying to describe to Brie Larson who just pops in. Um everybody has a brother or a daughter or right. a cousin that's related to each other. And he's like Toretto and his gang don't obey the laws of gods or gravity. You know and I'm like that's, I mean, that's literally him telling you right up front, get ready for some just goofy ball crash. You know, and there's just, again, just tons of little, tons of little things that they could have peppered up or fixed or just toned down a bit. The Fast and the Furious films work best for me when they are smaller and more private. It, it, I get there's probably only a handful of street racing stories that you have, you know, but when they were people and not spies, Everything worked better, right. you know, and there's certainly something there that isn't original for me or for you or for the show. Um, they've been talking about the success of the films is in some way in part to the James Bond-ness of multicultural storytelling. And I'll give it that. It's always sort of had like a sprinkling of black, white, female, Asian, Puerto Rican, Cuban, Latin, just all these different ethnicities, Italians, Grecians, you know, that's pretty admirable too. But doesn't overwrite or excuse just really stupid and bad storytelling. Yeah, I mean every everything else. It, I I think it's, it's sort of like you know the first and second movies were almost kind of like 
Iron Man yeah. and like Captain America, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then it was like, well, okay, now it has to be more, right? right. And until you get to the last, you know, five or six or whatever. Yeah. Uh MCU movies and stuff where you know, oh, it's uh, the whole world's going to be destroyed. Right. Oh, the whole galaxy's going to be destroyed. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, Doctor Strange is going after evil itself, or yeah, yeah. like whatever. Yeah. Then it's the multiverse, and every every time you have a new movie, it has to be, you know, we're up against the end of everything, right? And you know that's cool. I think to have a movie right or something right but you know the idea that like for the last 60 whatever years every month a comic book has come out <laughs> where the point is that the entire universe is going to be destroyed by right. infinite power man right yeah or right. whatever right it's like i mean come on when they were doing the but now everything is like so big by the time you get to this movie but it's just you know, one thing after another in this movie, as we said, like he's got infinite money, right? Right. And he's not only got infinite money, there's so many things in this movie where all of a sudden we go to an entirely different place yeah. as though we walked across the street, right? They uh, get to the end yeah. when they find him. Yeah. It's like he would have had to have known he was there the whole time, right? right. You can't just fly in and you've got like 50 guys in cars. Right. Like, right. How, how? how did that happen? How did this, What's yeah, the mechanics right. of that? You need like eight tanker truck right. uh, yeah. ships and uh -huh. like, you can't just get on a plane and then land right. and you've got like an arsenal and an <laughs> right. army and right. they're, they've all got cars that we're all chasing with. Plus we've all planned this out. Not only to the extent that we have all these guys, but like I said, I knew he was going to accidentally jump to the other side of the right. freeway, and yeah. I've got guys. Uh, here's a surprise. Yeah. 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 How can you have that surprise? Right. Right. When he had to accidentally do something. Yeah. And you know, it's just on and on. But the the way in which he has infinite money. Yeah. Is like kind of mind blowing that yeah. you would even you even think of having it be that stupid right you know? right and then i love the part in this movie where oh he stole all our money yeah oh no hold on i've got you guys and the one the one guy yeah, has like, yeah he, he's got some money strapped to him right right, right. And he's like aha look and it's like yeah millions of dollars were stolen right. from them they're trying to get tons of guns right. and you know whatever stuff that costs serious serious cash yeah and this guy's got like maybe 25 grand strapped to him yeah and he's just and everyone goes oh well look he's got all this money Roman like, saved us yeah it's like having eight million dollars in your briefcase like to a whole nother level right? right they're like look he's got plenty of money and yeah it's like you know how much money that could yeah. possibly be but, yeah. and then you've got uh we have to go see uh oh god what's his name um the Saturday Night Live guy uh who shows up in the computer store oh yeah uh, uh 
Oh my ah, god! See? Oh my god! I did it! Oh to my you. god! You did do it to me. You passed every to me. Pete Davidson. Yeah, Pete Davidson. And then, right. uh, and, oh, no, that scene was. Oh god, that that was a really horrible scene. But then he's like, uh, yeah. "Okay, how about a hundred dollars?" You just yeah. told the guy you want like guns, cars, right. you know, whatever. Yeah. And he's like, "Okay, how about two hundred dollars?" And then the other guy comes and grabs the little stack that's like five grand and goes, here you yeah. go. And then Pete Davidson's like, now we're now talking. We're, yeah. What? Oh, God. Yeah. Like one gun. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Like, I don't know. It's th- that scene, especially. I feel like that scene might have been like the first scene that they actually. For sure. Right. And Pete Davidson was only available on this day yeah. or whatever. And they're like, look, we're just going to go in this store yeah. and just start filming right. and whatever happens, happens. And you can you can tell by like Pete Davidson's dialogue, not that there's anything like wrong with him. He has nothing to do in this movie. So right. he, just he, cameo. he's fine. Yeah. He's just doing whatever. Yeah. But you could tell it just seemed like, uh, it seemed like he had not seen a script. Right. 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 Um. And they were just like, they're going to come in. You just roll with it. Right. right. And just whatever you, and, yeah. and so, you know, the guy asks about the muffins. Yeah. 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 <laughs> God, that's right. And it's just like, you know, it feels so ad lib. It does. Right. Yeah. And it just doesn't have the slightest thing to do with anything. Right. Right. It, yeah. it was like, Pete, you want to be in this movie? And, and again, I swear that's a sixth grade lunch table writing session. Exactly. Where you're just like, we should have Pete Davidson in there. Yeah. And he's getting everybody high and the, and he'll come in with the money. And then and, we have this we'll part where, where all of a sudden we put the weird sixth oh, yeah, right, like, yeah, right. view. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 look, so they've been, they've been in the streets. They've been, I guess, been in the air. They've been on the ice. They've been, they haven't done underwater yet. Right. Underwater and underground are probably the last two places that they've been to space. There's going to be like whole people. Yeah, right. So I'm all, I think underground in a cave. I think it's clear where we're going, which is there's Dominic. I mean, Dominic, Jesus, Vin Diesel said, you know, there's maybe two films left, right? I'm pretty sure he wants to die in a blaze of glory, you know, like the, like the, uh, martyr that he's making himself out to be and then have his kid and everybody else's kid continue the legacy on with fast films for 30 you know what i wish they would do what they haven't done is um in order to save his kid or do something else he has to make a deal with the devil because they got to go to hell i want him to go to literal hell and i want i want dominic toretto to race the devil the devil bets him he goes if you lose i get your soul and if you win you take my crown I want Dominic Toretto to beat the devil because he's the only human alive that can beat the devil, right? He beats the devil and he becomes the devil and happily ever after. Yeah. Right. And they race in hell forever because if they're going to put me through hell, this is what I expect that they'll do. Look, if, if what you want is, and I've seen a lot of people compare this to like infinity war on octane. I think that's a mistake. I think the infinity war films are much better. I get what they're trying to say. The poster has like 30 faces on it. Everybody who's ever been in a film is, is showing up. 
I think you really have to turn a lot of brain cells off to enjoy this, even though it wasn't that many movies ago. I still liked one of the entries into this. Like, I think seven is pretty good. I mean, it's weird to try to remember them all. Somewhere between differentiate and differentiate them. them. Somewhere between five and seven is like the sweet spot of the films. Even though I think you might have a good argument if one wanted to make it that the first one is the best. I you know, think I think. So. Um, but I think Vin Diesel has seen too many Marvel and, and Mission Impossible films, and I think what he's trying to do is replicate them. And I don't know that the audience is going to care that much. I think what they want is spectacle versus like storytelling. Yeah. And if that's what they want. This is sort of like the guy. I wonder what this film would have been like if the original uh, director, Justin Lin, had stayed on. But I'm starting to see now what happened because apparently the news is they fell out. Uh, Justin Lin pulled out of the film because he and Vin Diesel had a big falling out over the story. Right. And he's like, I can't film this. I don't right. want to film this. Right. You know, how can you expect me to film this? Or I'm going to do it this way. And he's like, no, I've got to be on fire and burning and better. You know, whatever. It's just such a weird mistake that I almost gave the film one or a 10. I feel like it's absolutely at the other end. You either love this kind of thing or you hate it. Yeah. And, and I hate it. Right. You know, I don't, I don't know how, I mean, I didn't hate it. Technically I don't know that we've covered you, you your one really. It's the, it's the dumb moments. It's there, the there bike are mo- There are movies the, that you have given zero. I know. Right. I know. I think that, and, uh, you know, we'll wrap up here, but I, I really think, and, you know, uh, everyone can stop listening to us, I guess, oh, at the point or whatever, but I, I really honestly think that if you really like this movie, yeah, at, uh, that's a, that's a case that really you don't like movies. You know, that's like, uh, if you really, really are into WrestleMania, at some point you kind of are not into sport right like it's because there's no because the absence of real like competition this just is not, is there. not a yeah, movie right, right? like I, get, this, I know what you mean it, this just is not this can't be your favorite movie right like, i want you to meet that guy or that girl i do uh, the next book just, signing that you do i want everything you to, uh, about it is so bad and not only is everything about it so bad but even the stuff that's supposed to be good is actually not that great right like the special effects and the stuff that happens is not actually all that great like there's a lot of there's a lot of cuts yeah in that scene with the uh you know the ball rolling yeah, right um, where you watch that and you're like oh hell? my god really yeah, right. like it, it yeah. it's not done that right, it's not well. as much as you think it should be and oh, i'm sorry no that's well i was just gonna say and it's deri- it's getting derivative some of the stuff that's in there like again dominic toretto backs out of an airplane with his supercar he did that a couple films ago they right, all backed right. out of planes they had parachutes and they they landed and then they took off and you're like okay that's a badass stunt it might have even been the same movie that uh you know in this film his kid's in danger so he immediately figures out the trajectory of everything scientific and trigonometry to know angles and speed and velocity and skid marks to catch his kid flying out of one car into another car. Right. And, and strangely enough, and I remember this, like Michelle Rodriguez's character, Letty did that just films ago, you know, and I'll give the other films that this is trying to be derivative of credit. They at least are trying new things, you know, and they're doing some other things. Maybe the best outlandish thing this did was when it was riding outside of the building down in like Abu Dhabi or something like, I don't know, but it's starting to copy itself and doesn't seem to think that people are paying attention. Well, so yeah, I, I mean, mean, like, who would? 
I, I did. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I, think, uh, I think you put it all together with just how dumb the dialogue is. Yeah. And just how, like, it's, I mean, it's depressing. It's yeah, like it was it bad. Was, it's like bad soap opera dialogue yeah. of stuff happening. And yeah. what are you looking at out the window? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm looking at you. And, and the thing that I think is funny is if you really kind of just try to remove yourself slightly from watching the movie. Yeah. I don't know how, honestly, you can't laugh at everything that people say, because these are not people who have ever talked to other people yeah. or each other yeah. or whatever. Like he's looking out the window. Yeah. She comes in. What are you looking at? And he goes, you, and she doesn't go, what are you talking about? Like, right. What are you looking at out the window? What's out there? Right. And, right. and no, what happens is, Oh, Google yeah. Right. Yeah. Or whatever. Like, like there's like no. there's Matt or something. Right. I mean, right. so it, no. it, it's just everything about it is as it's awful bad. as it could be. Uh, like I said to you when we walked out, I think this. I went into this movie having the lowest expectations yeah. that I've ever had right. watching a movie, and uh, and this was way worse than I thought it was going to be. Right. So right. All right. Uh, oh, that's that's a hard uh, one. That's I guess enough about that. Next week uh, we're gonna have yeah. I, I guess at least the Little Mermaid. Yeah, maybe we, we should uh, see that. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, if we can I, stomach it, I guess. And uh, and then we'll also uh, cover some other things, uh, streaming or otherwise, like yeah. um, the Covenant, the Mother Sisu. Yeah. So we will probably have a few to have a few to go through yeah and it may depend on our reaction to little mermaid yeah, right uh, how much time we spend on other things right uh but that's it for this week yeah and thanks for tuning in uh we will see you next yeah time. bye bye hey listeners on behalf of myself and shane leonard we want to thank you for tuning in once again the Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by areyouscreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to areyouscreening.podbean.com or areyouscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night.